we are energetic beings. When we begin to transition to a different frequency of thought and being, we must undergo a cleansing of beliefs and long-held perceptions of reality within us that contradict more expansive perception and our true nature. However, this is a cleansing, which is healing pain. When you own the pain, you have the authority to release it. The irony of pain is that when you resist it, you empower it. When you let it be, and accept it, you disempower it. It then can move through you. Therefore, see the pain as passing through you. Release the pain into the light, and claim that you freely let go of old paradigms of thinking, believing, and perceiving. This is the fire of transformation. It is the energetic, alchemical process that is referred to by the phrase, turning lead to gold. We yeah. are refining ourselves now. The voice of reason is Monday, a whole new topic ready to get cooking. Listen, I'm going to keep having the difficult discussion. It's only uh, hard when we resist, right? I'm here to have the topic or have the conversation that most people don't want to have. So tonight's topic is one of those topics Nobody ever really wants to talk about breaking up or growing apart, right? So when I came out in 2015 with uh, my first relationship book, right? Uh, the Relationship Dismount, How to Stick the Landing When Exiting a Toxic Relationship. It's available on Amazon.com right now. Came out in 2015, has been selling ever since then. The Relationship Dismount. When I came out with that book, people were afraid of the book because of the title. They thought, oh, man, me and my wife, we doing good. Me and my, me and my squeeze, we I, you know, we don't need that book. And I had to explain to them, this is not a book that will break you up, per se. This is not like, hey, this is how to get rid of your you know, significant other book. However, this is a book that will teach you how to break up with limiting beliefs, will teach you how to break up with, you know, this attachment style you've gained. Because many people don't think they can get rid of that attachment style that you, you know, acquired from your primary caregivers, from your initial home environment, from the birth of your ordinary and I'm here to say, yes, you have the power of self-authorship, but you have to claim that internal pen so that you may write your own narrative. But if your narrative, like many people, has, have been, has been formulated or constructed via where we were raised and how we were raised and how we were treated and if we were if we were treated with respect if we were abused if we were disrespected if we were marginalized we have to prevent those things uh from creating our identity right this is why i say the power of self authorship is you know essential for spiritual growth tonight's topic is crazy in this way Spiritual awakening as the ultimate way to break up. Just like you get rid of your friends. See, your friends fall off. 
when you start reading, when you start changing, when you stop hanging out, when you start doing different things, the friends you used to kick it with because you guys shared a similar vibration and frequency and consciousness level, when you raise your consciousness level, uh, you ain't even got to send out a message or a memo. Do you know the same thing happens in intimate relationships? The word you get hit with is you're being distant. <laughs> what if I'm growing up? And sometimes growing up means growing apart. 1-800-920-1580. Can we have this real conversation? Do, do you want to grow up? Most people don't want to grow up. They want to stick with what they know. Growing up means losing all I got. When I come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. Spiritual awakening. Reasons. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, man. Let me just say it again. The spiritual walk of undoing your normal. Undoing your normal. Whatever you consider to be normal. Right? That's sometimes a lonely walk. And like I said, sometimes when you're with your significant other and you're processing your walk, right? Sometimes you can become distant and that could put a strain on the relationship. I, I, I put the quote in here, hashtag spiritually unyoked because a lot of people talk about spiritually yoked and they misconstrue what that actually means. Spiritually yoked or some people be like, equally yoked is what they say. And they misconstrue equally yoked to mean spiritually yoked. Equally yoked just means we believe everything. We believe the same things. That's how most people express equally yoked. Is You're a Christian, I'm a Christian. That's how most people express it. I call it spiritually yoked. And what's interesting about being spiritually yoked is this. The wounds we haven't healed are part of the spiritual yoking. So if you haven't addressed something, just like with your crew of friends, right? You got a crew of friends and all of you guys are at a certain level. But when you notice, your friends are starting to fall off because you've gone in a different direction of what that energetic pattern is used to, right? Y'all might be used to hanging out in front of the store or being at the park or hollering at girls, or y'all might be used to doing stuff even worse than that. But the moment you start to step up and raise your consciousness, you'll start to notice your friends, some of them may try to check you aggressively. Yo, son, you ain't been hanging, you know what I mean? Where you been, kid? You know what I'm saying? Or, all right, I'll do it the West Coast way. Listen here, cuz. Let me tell you something, cut. <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'm going to end mine. You tripping, dog. 
You different now. You know what I'm saying, cut? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you start raising your consciousness level and moving in a different direction, people start to fall off. And what I'm saying is people say they want, you know, spiritual awakening. They say they want to evolve, right? But really, do you want what comes with that evolution? There is the potentiality that you and your significant other may grow apart while growing up. Man, we've been educated to cling, hold on to, clutch, grab, strangle. We've been, Disney taught us to be little Elmira's. I'm going to hug you and squeeze you and hold you and touch you and, hey, you don't get over to the other side of the room. Let me think this through. That's part of the spiritual process. But just like on a lower level, you could be spiritually yoked. On a higher level, you can become spiritually unyoked. Meaning some of the things on the lower level brought y'all together. But as you evolve, those things may deteriorate. Those ties, those bonds may deteriorate. And then you'll find yourself a different person than the one that committed to the person when you made the first commitment. When you made the initial, hey, let's do this. And this is a natural process. And people get butthurt and salty about it, but the reality of it is, it's part of nature to grow up and away from somebody that was more compatible with your lower self. Ow! I know y'all don't want to hear that. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Get to your phone lines right now. The spiritual, is spiritual awakening the new method of breaking up? All you got to do is grow up and they will stop showing up. Oh, I know you ain't heard it that way, but it, I got to bring new ways to, to bring things to you. What is spiritual awakening, as Don Amici said? And, and to answer the question right off rip, Don, it ain't religious. Meaning dogmatic. Right? It's a spiritual level of consciousness what is the spiritual level of consciousness a lot of people are confused about spirit and they don't understand spirit represents self self spirit nefesh nefsaka right self it's your personality Soul, on the other hand, because I've hear I've heard people interpret it in reverse. Soul, on the other hand, from the Hebrew ruach, the Arabic rohu, the the breath, the breath of life. I've seen some translations where they say spirit means breath. No, spirit is self, nefsika, nefesh, self, spirit. Okay. Ruhu, the breath of life. You you hear this when they in the Quran or in the in the maybe it's the Hadith when they talk about the creation of Adam. It said Adam was created of clay, and then Allah 
blew the breath of life into Adam's nostrils and then said, kun fayakun, be and exist. Okay? The ruhu uh, Allah, the soul of Allah was put into Adam. That's how the Muslims break it down. The soul of Allah was blown into the nostrils and then a new being was created. And Allah told all of the angels, Malaika, all y'all get over here and kneel to Adam because he's an entirely different being than what y'all are. And everybody kneeled except Lucifer, who at the time wasn't called Lucifer, until he said, listen, this dude is made of clay. I am made of smokeless fire. <laughs> I'm not kneeling to clay, man. <laughs> and that's how he fell. His name was changed from Lucifer or Shaitan in the Quran. Shaitan is what they called him. It was changed from that to Iblis, the rebellious one. Okay? That's the religious piece. But spirit, you got to understand, religion... And the words used for religion, you got to remember, these are metaphors for something much deeper that really can't be brought into words. Okay? So, people will take the, the Bible's interpretation of equally yoked, and then they'll throw the cultural layer. This is how what this is what equally yoke means to us and our culture and our practices. But the reality of it is when you see clinicians coming up with terms like trauma bonding, that's being yoked on a spiritual energetic level. The frequency of your trauma is resonating to the frequency of mine. And just like Dr. Mark Goulston said, people who have been traumatized tend to open up with each other. They don't open up with people that have not been traumatized. So people who have gone through something, they usually, and this is my psychiatrist, homie, he's got 50 years of this under his belt. He said those people who have been traumatized usually feel safer opening up and sharing with people who have gone through something. Tra is game recognized game. Trauma recognized trauma. So to me, that's equally yoked. Or as I like to call it, spiritually yoked. Some people call spiritual awakening nirvana. Some people call it enlightenment. Some people call it bliss. Uh, but when you start digging down into the nuts and bolts of it, right? Uh, the Buddhists call it moksha. The nuts and bolts of it means you get outside of the thought patterns that you've accumulated through your experiences. That's really the nutshell of self-realization, self-actualization. You are now free from all the half-truths that you were taught to believe were the whole truth. 
Spiritual enlightenment is getting outside of the known. The great Krishnamurti wrote the book, Freedom from the Known. So now I'm going to press you. What is your known? And if your known, listen, if your known is just surviving or barely surviving, have you really lived yet? A spiritual awakening would be able to really live Outside of the norm, outside of, imagine if, if you okay with abject poverty, you've normalized poverty, freedom from the known, all you know is abject poverty and you've normalized it and you know how to navigate, you know how to survive, but have you, have you lived yet? So spiritual awakening is to be able to get outside of your norm. And what about the opposite end? Like the little white kid up at Stanford who raped a woman and then blamed being so filthy rich that he didn't know right from wrong. Said he was suffering from affluenza. I am so affluent that I don't know. I didn't know I wasn't bold to take it. What? 1-800-920-15. We need a spiritual. See, that, that little rich kid needs a spiritual awakening so that he can respect humanity. Just like people who are in abject poverty who say, I got to get it. Or I, if I don't get it from you, I'm not going to eat. Do you see the extreme realities there? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Come, 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 come. Get Who's been on the phone the longest? James from Los Angeles. Get in here. Talk to me, man. What's going on, my brother Zoe? Yes, sir. Once again, <laughs> once again, you had hit us with some serious thought medicine. <laughs> serious thought medicine. But as I see spirituality... And the way I've been taught has always been about religion and substance. What are you going to bring to your spirit that's going to have some substance? Is it going to be reading the Bible? Or now that a lot of you, my sisters involved, this metaphysical uh, frame that she's into? What is going to bring more substance to your life? For me, it has to be religious. The God of my understanding and choice is who I'm going to go to when I need to be awakened. Because mm-hmm. my own devices will get me in trouble. Please believe that. <laughs> my own devices. Yeah. But like everyone's going to have their own niche. And we're all going to Learn as we go by every day. It's going to be a day-to-day growth. Some of us are going to fall. Some of us are going to reach that. But we're all going to still grow at the same time. Blessings and peace to you, my brother. Hey, much love. We appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My man James from Los Angeles. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Serious conversations. You can grow up and grow away from your significant other. The person you were when you started the movement may not be the person you become. And then you have to ask the question, 
Do I stay with the person I was with? Do we grow together or do we grow at different times? I've always said just because my co-host is going to try to communicate what I'm trying to tell you. By the way, the playlist is my co-host. And we turned up tonight. We have an amazing topic, man. And it's a heavy topic. And I know people don't think this, you know, way. Oftentimes, people don't even see that going through this spiritual dark night of the soul sometimes could feel like depression. Sometimes you could feel like, hey, man, I'm in, I'm in this relationship. I'm with this person, but I'm not connected. I'm, I'm not fully grounded in presence, right? And sometimes you could just suffer from ADHD. But I'm saying, like, if you're doing spirit work and you're constantly working in the spirit, sometimes there will be a disconnect. And sometimes that disconnect will be lingering. So let me just say real quick, um, I think the name of that track that we played is, what is it, White Window? White Widow. White Widow. I wanted to let it rock just a little bit longer so you could hear the beat drop. But it's a, it was just a beautiful vibe, man. It's a beautiful vibe to go along with tonight's topic. Just let me talk on it for a second before I get to Sean. Do you often feel as though, no matter how clearly you think you're communicating, your needs and motives always get misinterpreted? Most people don't understand you because there is this powerful filter that is created by their experiences and beliefs and how they were raised that really filter out what you might be trying to say. And if you couple that with, if you have any communication problems, then the message will be lost. And oftentimes it's very difficult to bring a, a spiritual happening into words so you can't bring it into words they're listening with their filters and thus misunderstanding arises listen the purpose of us being in relationship is to be introduced to what we are afraid of that's within us what we're afraid of about ourselves that's the purpose of relating and i know a lot of people Refuse to look at themselves in that light. But you're going to have to if you want to grow up. You're going to have to. How can a spiritual awakening end a relationship? Well, it doesn't really end the relationship. You know what it ends? It ends the person you used to be. And that's who the person you're currently dating is with they gonna want that person 1-800-920-1580 we got sean from oakland california on the line sean get in here hey brother wow so you know you're just always making me think and so i'm i'm gonna have to go i'm 55 years old i gotta give context um and i just met up with a bunch of my old homies 
uh, in a golf thing and some, one of the ladies set it up and then we had dinner together with all these people from back in the day. And the thing that I realized of all the people that showed up and we all were connected with is it's relationships start way back. Right. I mean, and I can tell you this, and I don't mind telling you anything. Mm -hmm. When I was a young kid, my dad had three boys before the age of 21. Mm -hmm. And then he met my mother. I'm like that person. I'm like the only son from my mom. But then, you know, uh, I had to deal with that dynamic. And it was a really good dynamic to deal with um, from the standpoint of all kinds of things. Although, you know, they always said they were teaching me how to fight, and I, and I think they were just teaching me how to take a beating, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's true. I'm telling you the truth. But what I'm saying is then get into junior high and, or elementary, junior high, and all that, which some of the people I saw the other day were from elementary, mm. and we're still hanging. And my best friend it lives two miles away. We were like eight years old. My point is... All these relationships that you, you start to move forward from can start way earlier than when you want to be romantic with someone in a relationship. So I'll say that I was amazed at the people. And I'm, always, I always have an open door. You want to come back in, fine. But there's lots of people from my past. You can't get in that door unless you, you know, make some uh, very big adjustments in your life. I'm a baseball player. You make adjustments and you come to me and say, I made these adjustments. Cool. Or in my family, as I got older, you know, if you're someone that has that racist stuff in you and all that, no, you can get out. But if you make those adjustments and you can actually prove it to me, then yeah, I'm open door. But when I get older in my, in my relationship with my wife, and we were talking about this the other day, we we're just saying, my goodness, you know, the reason why we can hang together and do all these things is because why is because we eliminated people that weren't on our same trajectory and not smarter. I'm not trying to say we're smarter or, anything or better else, or better. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. We're just trying to say, look, we're not going to go down that where it gets us all into this negative kind of situation, that energy, you know, I don't know. That's what you feel, but I when I feel negative energy, like I'm by, exactly yeah, I don't have right. time for that, you know. Exactly. And so I've I've made all those mistakes. I made more than anyone could do. My wife has too. We made them together. All that stuff. But we know we stick together with other people that kind of have grinded their way through and are making it good. And whenever we meet up, like my old friends from back in the day, all the way to elementary school, we meet up. And I'm 55 years old after all these years, and it's like we haven't missed a day. Your family like it was yesterday, right. and it's beautiful. So that's what we should work towards, people. And don't get caught up into this, you know, just this fight mode where everyone's just fighting against each other and stuff. If that's the case, yeah, you need to remove yourself and move on and stick with the people that help you move forward and help you make a productive uh, situation out of your life going forward. Man, we appreciate the call, Sean, from Oakland. Straight to McCovey Cove. Anytime you want to call in, you already know. You got to see the table. If you want to get a seat at the table, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines right now. We want to discuss 
Have you ever just grew up and changed while you were relating with someone and you recognized, hey, this ain't the same. This ain't what I thought it was. This ain't, this isn't, I'm saying ain't because that's, you know, this ain't it, right? Sometimes that spiritual awakening will actually have you questioning what you thought you wanted. That's the value of the spiritual awakening. It will put you in the position to say, why did you ask for this? And the universe is is cold. Because let me just say, the universe is open sesame. You ask for something, the universe will give it to you. You have to be careful what you speak into your life. A lot of people speak negativity. They speak competition. They speak uh, comparison. They speak envy. They speak jealousy. They can even speak death. So you have to be careful of what you're carrying into your relationship. Anything unresolved will float to the top through the vehicle of conflict. And this is why I tell people, man, you got to be ready to discover you when you get with somebody else. Now, when you discover you, you don't do yourself the way you do other people. You don't push yourself away. Well, I should. Well, that's in reverse. You do other people the way you do yourself. Because it's a lot of people in prison to themselves, beating themselves up, judging themselves criticizing themselves so it's in reverse you do folk how you do yourself my man what's our time you keep flashing me let me we got 30 seconds listen anthony from los angeles is on the phone line but we're gonna have to carry him forward when we come forward we're going back to los angeles to talk to anthony is it good to you you? more voice of reason with zoe williams when we come forward Ah, Inside My Love, an amazing record, but the lyrics so deep, so poignant, so meaningful. Listen, sometimes we grow together. Yes, sometimes. You be lucky. Count your blessings if you got a partner that will grow with you. All right? Count your blessings. Maybe you did something right in the past life that earned you a partner like that. Count your blessings. Maybe you did right in your past life. Maybe she did right and y'all earned each other's love in this life. But Lord have mercy. When I tell you there are many people out there struggling because they don't understand the spiritual nature of relationship. Relationship is supposed to grow you up. And yes, you can't, You guys typically don't grow together. You don't learn together. You don't comprehend at the same. You guys have different filters. Here we go. Let's get Anthony from Los Angeles in here. Hey, what's going on, man? Anthony, we in here turned up, man. We turned up. Tonight's topic is different. Man, I don't even know where to start with this, man. But uh, (laughs) I'm just... I just give you the break. I just give you the basics, man. I've been, I've been in this uh, marriage for about twelve, almost well, next month will be thirteen years, and the majority of it has been like, like I, I can just say, been turmoil. Um, 
first couple of years, everything was good, and then it just seemed like, uh, you know, one. I mean, of course, everything is not always going to be fifty-fifty. But when we first started out, everything was fifty-fifty. You know, we're going to work out the bills, and you know, we're going to work on, you know, getting things straight for the house and stuff like this. And um, I actually moved in when we got married. I moved in, you know, this particular place. So I've been there ever since maybe '09 or whatever the case. And um, I just noticed that there have things have been changed in our marriage, and um, even 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 things as small as like even when we were going to church, we were going to this particular church, and we ended up leaving because one of her friends got kicked out of the church. So we ended up moving. Now it wasn't necessarily my idea to move. But I moved because at first there were some things going on that I didn't agree with. So I called myself, okay, fine, I'm going to support you. But then it came to the point to where I started noticing that every time something happened with this friend, that it, it was the same way. Like, you want to move with this friend. And, I, you know, I particularly didn't, you know, I don't really agree with this person. Because when a person tells you to get rid of your cat and take him to, you know, the, 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 the shelter, you know, because you know, the cat won't move or whatever. I, I didn't agree with that. And for one, you didn't you didn't consult me. You just went ahead because of what she said. And so we had a big fallout. I mean, that's just a small part of it. But we had a fallout over that. And then there were things where, you know, I allowed her to follow her dreams and, you know, um, become, you know, she wanted to do insurance and things like that. So I myself, I wanted to act. But for somebody to, you know, use your, your spouse to support you or whatever. And I know that I'm, I can act because I've been uh, I've done like over twenty something plays, and you know I've been the lead in a lot of these. And then this person tells me that oh you you're a good actor, but you know Denzel. I mean, what kind of spouse does that to you, bruh? And keep going, on. no, keep going, finish. Okay, and so lately, you know, like right now, we've been having you know, odds over the bills and things like that. Now, you know, I go to work to the point to where I was working almost six, seven days a week in order to catch up with the bills in order to take care of us. But, now, you know, it came to the point to where I started getting sick. Now, I was, you know, at one point I was at about, what, 180, almost 220. I didn't got to the point to where my health is in jeopardy because I've been trying to do so much for the relationship. And I have to thank my sister because I know she's listening because she's the one that told me about your show. Ah. And I've come, to, I've come to the point to where I, my my life is jeopardy, so I have to lose weight because I got it to almost 400 pounds. And so it took my sister to sit down with me last week to tell me, she says, Anthony, you're not stressed out because you're overeating. You're stressed out because you're depressed, because you got a lot of stuff going on, because you're trying to do this and to do that to make this thing work, and it's not you. You know, and a lot of times... Like I said, I've done things that we supposed to, we went to counseling, and here it is. I would just finish doing the graveyard shift, and then have to get right back up at two o'clock in the morning to go to a you know to a counseling session and be halfway sleep in the session, and then sit there and listen to you berate me in front of this man. And me, I decided I wasn't gonna say anything about you. I was gonna sit there and let you talk about me. And then when the man asked me, I I basically said my piece, and even right then he knew. Who was the problem? So he decided to ask her a couple of questions, and she got right up and walked out of the room because he had hit a nerve because he knew what the problem was. So I've stayed in this marriage. I've done my best to try to stay in it, and this has been this is my first marriage. This is her second. 
And part of me is like, I want to walk away. And another part of me is like, I'm really frustrated because I, I really feel like I was a failure because I didn't want my marriage to fail. But I just know that sometimes the writing is on the wall and I just need someone I could sit down and I could talk to that will help me through this. So you already know I got somebody you could talk to, Dr. Jashana Johnson. That's who you should call, Dr. Jashana Johnson. All you got to do is is Google her name. It'll pop up. She got a show here on Saturdays, Dr. Jashana Johnson. But let's go deeper. I'm going to hold you. Stay on the line. When we come forward, I'm going to give you the soul food version of what Jashana might give you. When we come forward, more from Anthony from Los Angeles. The voice of reason. You know that playlist crazy. Because the playlist is my co-host. That is a group that we're co-featuring with uh, Minnie Ripperton's records. This is a group that I've really started to dig into their, their catalog, their discography. And they're just amazing, man. They keep this funk, this vibe alive. They're called the cartoons. And that's cartoons with two R's, C-A-R-R-T-O-O-N-S, cartoons. That particular track was called Bottle Rocket, and it's only 50, what, 60 seconds, 50 seconds? Like 50, play it one more time. Let's do that one more time. Come on, let's get this vibe going. Phone lines are open. I got an amazing topic and a brother on the phone line. If you're just tuning in to the Voice of Reason, we're talking about spiritual awakening as the ultimate way to break up. A deeper look at growing apart while growing up. Listen, I'm not going to date your wounds. See, sometimes I would date your wounds unconsciously. But now that I'm aware of the functionality of relationships, I am no longer willing to appease my wounds by dating your wounds. I don't want to date your your, your unhealed wounds. I don't want to do it. No more. We not shadow bonding. No more. If you got issues, whatever those issues are, those are yours. And when I walk into this relationship, I'm looking for mine. And when I find mine, I'm going to take all my darkness and I'm going to go somewhere and work on it. I'm not going to work. Listen, I'm not going to fight with you. Look at the wounds fighting for attention. Wounds are saying, pay attention to me. Wounds are saying, cater to me. This is why so many people talk about their needs being fulfilled. Not knowing that they are the very wellspring that could feed, house, nurture, and love on every wound they got. The moment you start nourishing your wounds through 
non-judgmental observation of them, they begin to soften. I know nobody want to hear that. I know nobody wants to hear that. Anthony, get in here. Yeah, what's going on? Now, Anthony, you laid out a lot of stuff about the difficulty of your marriage. I just have one question. When you guys sat down with a therapist, did they ask anything about you? Like, why did you stay here? How were you raised? What type of household did you come from? Because it seems like you took a lot of mess. And my question is, why take the mess if you consciously understand it to be hurtful, disrespectful? Talk to me about your process of convincing yourself to stay when I think spiritually or innately you might have already known that you needed to leave. Talk to me. Man, like I told you, man, I, I you know, I, I call myself trying to be, uh, you know, a man of God and trying to work this thing out and, you know, just, you know, just not not letting my first marriage fail, you know, and it just part to me knew that, and like, I, I basically I'm kind of lied to myself. Mm-hmm. I literally talked to myself, saying, "Oh man, you know what? This is something that can be fixed." That you have some people that come up to you, uh, man. You need to fight for your marriage, man. You know, don't let the enemy get to you and all this other stuff. But then part of me is like, you know what? You don't deal with what I deal with every day, and yeah, you may be you know been with yours all this time or whatever, but you don't deal with what I deal with every day, the psychological harm. And, you know, when they say that some people have been, um, like women, some women have been traumatized. Yeah, there are men out here that have been traumatized too. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that some of the things that I've gone through and experienced these past couple of years, yeah. And it made me, you know, frustrated, bitter at one point because I'm like, this ain't, when I look and I see my friends on Facebook celebrating their anniversaries and stuff, you know, and they look all happy. I say, I should be the same way. I, I shouldn't have to w- wake up every day to you accusing me or, or or making me feel bad about who I am or, you know, how I let myself go and all this other stuff. It's supposed, it's supposed to be for better or for worse. That's what the vows say, for better or for worse. And to the, to the most part, like I said, I have tried to honor those. You know, I, I can't. Honestly, say that I've been innocent and you know I've done everything correctly by the book. I've had some faults too, but at the same time, for the most part, I have tried to. I have, I, I can tell you this much though: I'm a morning person. I have never met a woman that wakes up in the morning angry. Wake up in the morning angry. I say good morning, and you got an attitude. You want to complain about something not right or something not put up or something, you know. Whatever happened to a hug in the morning, even a kiss in the morning, you know? You just come out, you're just mad all day. And I don't want to be around that. So I'll leave. I'll go, I'll go do whatever I have to go do. If I got to go somewhere and go work and get away from that, I don't want to be around that vibe. So part of me is sitting here trying to process this whole thing and just realize the writing is on the wall. And then I'm not going to be able to be happy unless I do leave. So I've been taking some steps in order to make that happen. It's interesting. What does she provide for you that makes you want to stay? <sighs> yeah, come on. Let it out. You know what gets me is and this is one this is one of these things and, and this is this is for all these women out here that call themselves so biblical and spiritual and all that. 
you know, a lot of times you, you have people like T.D. Jakes. I know T.D. Jakes mean well and stuff. But you can't – first of all, T.D. Jakes don't run my finances or anything in my house. But when somebody comes to you and tells you T.D. Jakes said that the woman ain't supposed to work and a man's supposed to take care of everything, you know, he ain't lived in California or he ain't had the struggle like we have because, for one, you know, in order to live in California, it's a two-person you know, household, and both people, in order to live comfortably, both of them have to be financially, you know, not not rich, but at least working towards it. Or, you know, at least, you know, have a job or something like that in order to support. Like, even if I have to pay all the bills, there's no reason why I should be broke after paying all my bills. I should have something in my pocket because you got me. But it, it, it's, it's come to the point to where now, it's like I've been noticing, like, there, there are things that I need done in my car that I can't get done because I feel like I'm I'm doing everything. I'm paying this, I'm paying that, and I um, you know, the you know, the writ might be a week late because you know we're not working together, or it's my fault that these things are done. But I'm working seven days a week, almost killing myself to make these things happen. And let me just say this, brother. I appreciate your transparency. I treat I appreciate you sharing cuz this is heavy to be going through this, right? This is not this is not light. This is heavy. But I'm gonna say this. And I I don't know how you're going to take it, but I'm gonna say this. It is what it is. You this is why I let you talk for so long. You have embodied the concept that I outlined at the beginning of the show. I said, most people think that they are equally yoked because they believe the same thing. I said, but in actuality, people are spiritually yoked. Spirituality represents a certain level of consciousness. Consciousness is awareness. And all I'm saying is when I listen to you, brother, I'm going to ask you a question. What, what is your self-esteem on, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being outstanding, 1 being, hey, man, I need, I need some real major help? What, what is your self-esteem rating? How would you rate yourself? Right now, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to put it to you right now. I'm going to keep it real. Right now, it's a four, four and a half, and I'm going to tell you why I'm a four and a half. It's because there's some things right now that I'm doing to try to change my situation and Wait right a minute. Is my- your is your car door open? Because we can hear all that. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I'm studying right now for my um for my CDLs, and I've been holding off on this for the longest. So right now, as as I'm sitting here, even before I uh, got on here, I'm actually going over these tests so I can go ahead and take the written test, and I can go do this. And I've been putting this off for years, you know, doing this. And so now it's come to the point to where I've had conversations with my mother and even my sister. Like, you know what? It's time for you to do you. You know what? And and after you do this, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. And I just got back uh, last month from Connecticut from uh, meeting my father for the first time. I hadn't been to Connecticut almost 30 years. And just being up there just really energized me and made me want to do something different with my life because I want to be able to go back and forth up there and doing driving is going to help me do that. Not only is it going to help me do that by my job, but you know, I'll be able to actually pay to go back up there and have a, a more of a relationship with them. And that's something I've been missing. It, it completely changed my life. And now as I come back here and I had, you know, 
to deal with some things, I started realizing, you know what? There's a lot more that I can be doing out here. So you know what? I'm gonna put my best foot my best foot forward and I'm gonna study the tip and I'm gonna pass. And then I'm gonna do things to start changing my life and living the life that Anthony wants to be. I'm gonna make Anthony happy. Because I'm tired of making everybody else happy. It's not happening no more. Hey man, I love the fact that you've discovered the answers. You hey man, I appreciate this call. I don't think y'all understand just how much. I appreciate this brother for calling in and sharing what he's sharing. I just don't want to go off on Anthony like I will be going off on one of my homeboys. So what I'm going to do is say thank you, Anthony, for calling because this is this kind of stuff that I tell people. You are your own answer. We've made our relationships external pursuits that are rooted in the idea that somebody else can facilitate our needs. But when we start getting to the deeper needs, and I don't care, I don't care, uh, you know, what those needs are. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about food, shelter, uh, clothing. I'm not talking about the survival needs. I'm talking about the need for contact. Right. Listen to what I'm about to say. See, the, the, the external need for contact to be connected to somebody to to me becomes an opiate, becomes a, a spiritual drug. When you yourself don't have that same contact with yourself internally, like you have to come to terms like, who am I? What am I? What am I about? What do I want? How do I want to express me, the truth of me, the authenticity of me, the real me? How do I want? No more best foot forward stuff. Put your real foot forward. Don't put the stump forward. Don't don't put the prosthetic foot forward. What I'm saying, there is a spiritual prosthetic foot. Don't. Put a real foot forward. Put the true you forward in everything. And sometimes you got to let go of people that you love. Sometimes you got to distance yourself from people who refuse to do the work. It's not your job to say, you know what, you need to go do your work. No, that's none of your business. But if you recognize that they're not doing the work while you are doing the work, what's going to happen is... There's going to be a distancing. You're going to start moving away, gradually going in a different direction. This is why I say spiritual awakening can be the ultimate breakup. This brother sat here and listed 35 things that was wrong with his woman, but not one that was wrong with him. But later it started to come out, the disconnect from dad. Oh, yeah, you carry that into a relationship, too. The low self-esteem. This is why you tolerate situations that you would normally just say, well, what, what in the Sam Hill is going on? I'm out of here. When, listen, when you have high self-worth, you're not going to be around nobody that look at you sideways or that competes with you or that compares what they do for you to what you do. You're not going to be around nobody that does that. That's a certain level of consciousness. And I may love you. I may approve of appreciate you. But guess what? Not. No. 
You, you don't get to be around me like that. I, I might encourage you, hey, do what you got to do. Figure out what you need to figure out on your process. So many people out there need a hug. So many people out there need to be loved because they've made the external hug more important than the internal embrace. The moment you say I love you and you talking to yourself, the moment you say that in truth, a lot of the hurt that you experience from other people is going to go away. The moment you are fully embraced by you, when you do it, like, nah, man, it's me against the world. When you love on you in that way, I promise you, you're going to stop demanding. You're going to stop comparing. You're going to stop asking people to show up for you in ways. They ain't going to need to show up because you showed up for self. I'm not talking about some narcissistic weirdo stuff. I'm talking about from a spirit place. When I come forward, we're going to talk more about this most heated discussion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this might be our best season ever. My ratings, they're about to go through the roof. All right, all right, now, now I'm going to calm down. So I'm going to calm down. So I, don't, I, don't, I just don't get that, all that mace okay. and that lock and all, all right. that puzzle. I just don't get it, son, okay, for just, real. Just calm and how the f*** you be putting out a, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be putting out a, a greatest hits album already. Kind of it is that like they had wasn't really his flavor in your ear. What kind of is that flavor? Who the fuck wants flavor in their ear? I want music in my ear. I don't know flavor. What kind of y'all niggas talking about, man? Yeah, but sir, excuse me. You know, flavor in your ear was the first single. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's some lucky. I mean, I got lucky. You know what I'm saying? That don't that don't really mean. You know what I'm saying? That they that they don't. You know what I'm saying? You have your brother can do that. My brother can put that. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And I think this this particular song, this one here, um, was a duet with Peebo Bryson. So we didn't get that version. No, 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 but that's fine. Uh, she did a duet with Peebo on this one. And they they killed it. Just a lot of love in these records, man. Oh, there he is. My co-host is my playlist. My playlist is the co-host. And it's always on fire. So let me get to it. The brother that just called in, we played a clip of the Mad Rapper. And the Mad Rapper was famous back in the day because he was always complaining about how he didn't get on. All right? And the reality of it is, you don't want to have that energy in relationship. The energy of, I got mad records. I got, I, you know, I, I always pay the bills. I always, listen, at the end of the day, that to me, that's indicative of not really truly being as confident as you really think you are. You think you can mimic the swag of confidence. Let me tell you something. Confidence is a con man. 
when it's not coming from self-knowledge. Hear me. Confidence is a con man when it's not coming from your core truth. Everything else is a performance. Now, as the brother was speaking, I said this earlier. Just because you got everything lined up, you pay the bills and we I don't I don't want to let God down and you know blah 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 and I tried to do this for for listen. The reality of relationship is you're supposed to go in there looking for yourself. What do you mean looking for yourself? Relationship is a highly reflective classroom where the biofeedback you get from your partner, triggers and all of that, is being reflected back to you. Now, you can say to your, to your you know, significant other, uh, you talk too much. <laughs> or, I don't like your tone in delivery. But I would wager 99% of the time, the person that says you talk too much and I don't like your tone in delivery typically has a bad tone in delivery themselves, right? We tend to ding our partners for who we are, right? Go into the relationship looking for yourself. Go into the relationship looking to do self-inventory. You're known, you're ordinary. Wherever you came from that brought you or that you brought limiting beliefs from, right? You got limiting beliefs from this place. You got to be able to say, no, 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 no. I'm not taking none of that with me because it's going to show up in the relationship. Why, do, why would you want it to show up in the relationship? Why? Nah, you're going you gonna to fit this idea. I'm dating an idea. You're going to do what the idea is, the idea of you is supposed to do. Come on, man. A lot of dudes out there fronting like they're confident, but they're really con men. When I come forward, I'm going to Battle Creek, Michigan. You are. Moons and Mini Riverton and all fire tonight. Woo! Hey. This track is called Superhero Ish. But you got to use the real word when looking up the song. Superhero-ish by the cartoons. When I tell you, man, they're, they're a vibe. And I felt like their vibe matched well with Minnie's vibe because Minnie is on this mystical, spiritual, love, otherworldliness. And that's what tonight's topic is about, man. Spiritual awakening as the ultimate way to break up. You're going to grow away. That brother grew away from his woman. But the reality of it is, He's now starting to go into the truth of himself when he said, hey, I met my dad. Now I'm starting to wanting to reconnect with him and connect the dots for pieces that are missing. He's now on a different journey. Woo, Lord. Heru Ali from Battle Creek, Michigan. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Peace and love to the family nations. Honor staff, Tavis, Zoe, honors. Chat. Honors, honors. Listen. Yes, listen, when I was listening to Andy, and I'm going to focus on Andy, and honors Andy for being transparent. Listen, you did not have to reveal none of that. But uh, I'm glad you got some kind of pressure relief because I don't want you to uh, unalive nobody. No, he's talking about the caller. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, no, I'm, I'm talking, my Anthony, 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 yes. Anthony. I'm talking about Anthony. My engineer was like, "Yo, he's not talking to me." No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, not Anthony. not Andy. Anthony, I'm yeah. sorry. Listen, um, when I was listening to him speak, I was like, "Ooh, I know exactly the brother that's in my life that is just like this and just like you." You was giving him kick gloves. And you was giving him not kick gloves, but you wasn't off air giving him the the reality of what this is. Right. It's like uh, N-E-G-U-S, nigga, sovereign God King. (laughs) You too passive aggressive. Why? Because you just like your daddy. You like dominant females. So if you like dominant females, you don't get to complain for picking dominant females and wonder why everything is going wrong when you got, you can take care of yourself and you got all your own stuff. You don't get to complain. Mm. I mm. know, I know exactly that conversation. Mm. So sometimes when I'm in their presence, we had an incident this weekend and you know, police was called and all that stuff. Listen, long story short, when I watch and I mentioned this before, on the program, on 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 this show, that listen, um, when couples are in sexless uh, marriages, they don't need another technique. They don't need a, a, another toy. All they need is truth. Mm. Why do they need truth? They need to decide if each other can provide or fulfill what they feel that they need in order for us to sustain this relationship. And when they have that candid, listen, can, can I tell you without you being mad at me, this is what I desire, whether you can give it to me or not, can I at least tell you that this is what I, I feel that I need and you validate that and vice versa. Once that truth come out, just like when I watched that documentary in my, <laughs> in my own marriage, eventually, <laughs> It, it truth will destroy will 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 bring to light you know what nah i don't care we've been together 17 years it's time for us to go our separate ways now how we choose to do that is not even controlled by me or you mm. you can be foul i could be foul but at the end of the day it just is what it is let's just keep it all the way 100 Brother Anthony, he liked dominant women. You don't get to choose to complain. You know why? Because probably in his life, respectfully, I don't know this. I'm speculating. Mom, because <laughs> you know I'm just grandma, about to ask. Like, aunties, you know they Anthony? was hardcore with their men. They was n- knock out, drag out, and the men that was that stuck and stayed, they would take that black eye or that bloody nose and go through. To the end, right. I'm just saying. All right, all right. Once again, listen. Whenever Peace and love to the family and nation. Whenever <laughs> Heru Ali get in here, we going on a ride, boy. Hey, man, I appreciate you for calling. Thank you so much, man. Call in anytime. Honor, you already bro. know how it is. Listen, Honor. when we talk about spiritual awakening, this is what it feels like: being able to observe yourself. Right. This is part and parcel to having a spiritual awakening. Many times 
a lot of us are self-oblivious. We're not paying attention. But here are some signs that you're starting to pay attention. You observe your patterns. How many times you heard somebody say, I, I watch how they move. I done peeped how you move and I see how you move. And that, You always know how everybody else move, but you don't know how you move. Self-awakening is about observing one's own patterns. Feeling a sense of connection, not necessarily with others, but with self. Many people are disconnected from self, which is why they're so desperately seeking connections externally. Letting go of attachments. What negative belief systems are you attached to? Right? What negative attachment styles are you attached to? What negative communication styles are you attached to? Hmm? If there's no inner peace, there won't be any outer quiet. <laughs> what you mean, Zo? If there's no inner peace, there's no outer quiet. It's going to be chaos from the world coming to you because there's no inner peace. These are examples of spiritual awakening. When you're able to discover solitude within self as self. I, I don't know. As you are. Who you are. Where you are. Currently. What you are currently. Not dreaming and aspiring to be the best you. Accepting the you that is here today with you. How about that? If you don't do that for, we talking about getting needs met, right? These are needs that need to be met for a spiritual awakening. And if you're not doing this, you are chasing after somebody else. I promise you, you're demanding attention. You need hugs and love. And can you, where, where have you been? You, you're distant. Okay. <laughs> you increase self-compassion you hear many people call it self-care i i've discarded the word care we don't call it self-care on the voice of reason we call it self-empathy you start to truly empathize with who you are regardless of where you've been or what you've been through. This is the true crucible of fire that you have to go through in order to grow up. And I tell you, if you're in an intimate relationship and you're doing this, I, I promise you, it's going to put some stress on the relationship. When we come forward, Zoe Williams has so much more to talk about. This topic is on fire tonight. Call me right now, 1-800-920-1580. Reasons. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. Thought-provoking topic. Spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening as the ultimate way to break up. People are going to fall off organically. It's not hard for people to fall off. You know why? It's very simple. Most people are not really listening to you. Honestly, most people are listening to you from the level of their needs. It's almost like their needs have ears. So their needs are listening. Can you can you provide? Can you? Will I get the outcome? I, I need this. 
I need. Yes, go get what you need. But if you listen, if you don't give it to you, you will be dependent on who gives it to you. Uh oh, I somebody better meme that. I better see that on Instagram somewhere. If you don't give it to you, you're going to be dependent on the person that gives it to you. Agree or disagree? When we communicate verbally with diverse people, we're often surprised that somehow they didn't hear what we thought we said. You see, they didn't hear what we thought we said. However, they are listening to us through filters which are more powerful than any sunglasses. They're listening through the filters of where they were educated, where they were raised, uh, trauma. It, the whole filter, it filters out everything, nu- nuance. It turns it into black and white. He must have been saying this. Krishnamurti said it a different way. He said, you have never heard a word your partner has ever said because you're listening through the filter of wounds. Not just wounds. Sometimes your wounds make you into a confidence man with false confidence. A confidence man used to be the old school way of saying somebody is a scammer. Right? That's a confidence man. Right? (laughs) You believe that what he's selling is true. You buy it. And then you find out it was fake. So, again, sometimes the wounds motivate us to become confidence people. What do they call it nowadays? Imposter syndrome or something? That's what they, do you, you understand? It's confidence, man. Your wounds say, front like you there already. Don't let nobody know we in here hurting. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the snake oil it's all a farce. And these are the filters that most people listen through. And I know it's frustrating. Listen, needs are the energy of life. The fundamental motivation for all our behaviors behind every action. There is a hunger. <laughs> there is a hunger to meet Needs, Marshall Rosenberg, right? Do you want to wake up? Do you? Do you really want to wake up and then grow up and then realize maybe the person that you thought was your soulmate was really a cellmate because y'all was vibrating on a low level of consciousness, where y'all needed each other where you were. But when you grow up, when you glow up, (laughs) I just be laughing, and I'm sorry that I laugh. Because we live in a society that will make The acquisition of things. I broke up with that person and now I'm traveling. (laughs) 
I broke up with this person, and now I got this person. I broke up with this person, but I'm still getting the things I need. <laughs> the, the wounds are your pimp. I, I know you don't want to hear it that way. I Your wounds are your pimp. Your wounds got you out on the street. Your wounds got you out on the stroll. <laughs> and you trying to make everybody feel like it's all good. You hear people say it all the time. I'm over it. No, you're not. <laughs> you just went to do something else. You're not over it. But the moment you have that one-on-one with, with the real you, with the fear you carry, with your ego. I'm not saying you got to destroy your ego. I'm not saying that. I'm saying fear and ego together, are they wreak havoc on the soul if they're not controlled, right? So there has to be a cessation of fear, right? There has to be a controlling of the ego. The ego has to understand that I'm not the begin all, end all of everybody, and everybody doesn't all revolve around me. You got to understand the source of your giving. Are you giving for acknowledgement? Or are you giving because you truly love putting people in a better position? Do you barter your giving? Right? Is your giving attached to seeking? What you mean, Zoe? Seeking acknowledgement? Seeking approval, seeking acceptance, all inside gigs. So you could go have a ball. You could go do what you do. <laughs> you go do all that. But if you don't feel secure within yourself, if you don't have a deep, deep connection with self, right? <laughs> if you don't have the things that are necessary to grow up, spiritually you're going to be a dependent i'm gonna say this man i you know me i like to start the conversation i like to push the buttons but i'm gonna say this about allowing spirituality to grow you out of a situation just grow with the flow don't resist if your spirit is telling you to go in a direction, go in that direction. But make sure it's your spirit. <laughs> make sure it's your spirit. Right? Again, how do you know if it's your spirit versus your, say, because uh, you hear people say this all the time, there's a difference between intuition and um, insecurity. Well, insecurity is fear-based. That's insecure. It's not secure. So there's a fear that it's not secure. So it's fear-based. When you can look at who you are, what you are, and what you're about without fear, without regret, without guilt, without shame, without apathy, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to say, you know, this me. And I'm okay with me. And I'm okay being the total me Without you. Oh, because you're here for your needs. 
<laughs> See, you going to connect your doing and giving with what you get. That ain't, we'll be in a fight. When I come forward, Danny Morrison and the gang are going to come in here and finish this conversation. I don't know what they're talking about tonight. However, they're going to keep the fire lit. Zoe likes to start the fire. I'm going to see y'all tomorrow with another riveting topic. The Voice of Reason has been on fire. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.